This audio is brought to you by Business Radio, powered by Wharton, originally airing on SiriusXM. You're listening to a reunion radio edition of Knowledge at Wharton, live from the campus of the University of Pennsylvania during Alumni Weekend. Here again is Dan Loney. Our final 30 of the day today on this Saturday. And then we will be back with you on Monday with another edition of our regular five-day-a-week venture of Knowledge at Wharton here on Sirius XM 132. This is this radio powered by the Wharton School. Uh, on Monday's show, we're going to be joined uh, by Michael Platt, a uh, well-known professor, uh, pick professor here at the University of Pennsylvania, uh, to talk about some research that he had done recently uh, about brands. And uh, Michael is very much into brands and the impact that it has uh, on uh, people, on society and stuff. And so he will be joining us talking about uh, some research that he has done uh, in the recent past about your brain on brands and how Brands really do have an, an unbelievable impact on your brain and some of the decision-making processes, like what you buy, why you buy it, et cetera, et cetera, uh, and why that occurs. So he'll be joining us as part of the show on Monday, uh, 10 a.m. Eastern time here on Series XM 132. We're also going to be joined by Wharton's Peter Capelli, along with Jay Finkelman of the Chicago School of Professional Psychiatry, uh, Psychology, excuse me, to talk about ghosting. And it is something that has popped up in the dating app realm, but it is also something that is popping up more and more in the business realm, where a business may have the interest in a particular person to be an employee in whatever job that may be, and they don't return the email or the text or the conversation of some kind to the company because that person is ghosting because they may actually be playing a couple of different companies at the same time in looking for the job. So we're going to talk about ghosting in the workplace as part of the show on Monday at 10 a.m. Eastern Time. Also a reminder, make sure that you go to the Knowledge of Wharton website, which has a variety of stories making news from around the globe, knowledge.wharton.upenn.edu. And when you get there, make sure that you sign up for the newsletters, which come at you every Wednesday and Friday. So the latest edition of the newsletter will be coming out in just a couple of days' time, knowledge.wharton.upenn.edu. Bumble was originally started as a dating app for women specifically. It was designed to give women an opportunity to make the first move instead of waiting for men. But now it is morphing into much more, allowing people to still potentially date, but also make connections for friendships, maybe finding that next BFF. It is also being used as a networking tool. The company's founder, Whitney Wolf Hurd, states on its website that the app, quote, is allowing people of all genders to make empowered connections in all areas of their lives, whether that means you're seeking a romantic relationship, making new friendships, or growing your professional network. Priti Joshi is a Wharton MBA graduate in 2014, so this is her first reunion back on campus. She is the Global Director of Strategy for for Bumble, and she joins us here as part of our reunion radio special. Good to see you. Nice to meet you. Great to be here. I'm so excited to be here with you. Good to be back on campus. Absolutely. I was just saying it is so exciting and energizing to see students and alumni from different 
parts of the world and yeah. just in different parts of their life. How here. often do you get back or is this your first time back? This is probably my second or third time back. I feel like I've come back a few times for different weddings in Philly, um, yeah. especially for some of my classmates who are getting married here. Yeah. Um, and then also just, you know, getting back here to see the campus and all. So t- tell us about this this kind of shift that Bumble is going through right now and, and really what was the genesis of it Yeah, and, and how it is it is starting to play out. Absolutely. So back in 2014, Whitney Wolf heard, as you talked about earlier, she um, had this idea of why do I as the woman have to wait for a man to come and tell me that he's interested in getting to know me? Why right. can't we flip the script? Why can't we give women the the opportunity to be empowered in making connections at the time in their romantic or in their dating lives. And so she said, that's it. I'm going to turn it on its head and I'm going to create a platform or an app called Bumble where women are empowered and required to make the first move. Right. Um, once she makes the first move, then the man can respond and then it's a you know, kind of standard two-way conversation, but it is up to the woman to be empowered to go first. Right. Um, that happened in 2014. I would say that probably a year or so into that, we actually started seeing a lot of our users on the platform say, you know what? I found somebody that I'm really excited to connect with romantically, could be the man or woman of my dreams. I don't need to date anymore, but I love the people that I'm meeting here, and I actually need to find friends. And so out of that user feedback in 2016, we then launched BFF because, you know, people were asking to be able to find platonic friendships in whatever part of their life. Think about, you know, new moms and if they're trying to find other new moms that might be going through the same thing that they're going through. Or think about moving. A lot of a lot of these graduates today will sure. be moving to new cities for their jobs and their careers, but may show up and say, gosh, I actually don't know anybody in this city. I want to find someone to go work out with. Well, that's what that's why we launched BFF. Right. And then fast forward to that in a few months and folks were saying, okay, well, why can't we do this for biz too? I mean, right. there's so much opportunity out there to meet with people you didn't even know you wanted to meet with, quite right. frankly, and learn from them or share with them something that you could potentially teach them, then why wouldn't we expand that into the professional world? And so biz was launched in 2017. So taking that then, I would imagine that even in the mindset of of all the employees at Bumble right now, there are areas where you can see even further expansion moving forward, you know, given whatever that time frame may be. Absolutely. I mean, look, right now we are using our North Star of being the one brand that is set out to end global misogyny, empower women and end global misogyny. Now, what that looks like today in the here and now is a social network that allows people to fluidly decide, are they looking for love, life, or work connections? Um, But I can absolutely see us thinking about new categories of expansion, thinking about new um, modes or new ways to further encourage connections. Um, One of the things that we've seen that has been so successful is our digital business model. So this idea that people, especially Gen Zers, as they're kind of on the rise Mm -hmm. um, right now, that they really want to meet people digitally because they want to meet as many people as they can or connect with rather. But then they want to take those connections into physical spaces and they want to go to 
you know, IRL meetings and meet at the coffee shop or meet at a bar or meet at the local library or whatever it is, but just to kind of get that physical connection. Um, And so we're seeing that there's just such a rise in that concept called being digital, yeah. of being able to chat with somebody in a digital way, but then also make that in-person is connection. This, is this really something that is being driven by the younger generations, this this kind of want to have all of these different types of touch points when you think about how millennials are influencing culture right now? And as you mentioned, Gen Z is obviously starting to make its impact as well. Yeah, definitely. I think um, what we're seeing through a lot of our research is – uh, trends like wanting to meet people on the rise, but also trends like folks feeling lonely and feeling like they aren't necessarily able to connect with um, humans right. around them. Right. Um, also trends like people moving a lot more frequently. Trends like, um, you know, students that are graduating today changing jobs within one to two years after being in their existing profession and needing to figure out where do I go next and how do I navigate that? And so we're actually seeing so many um, different data points that are basically all coming back to, you know, the one kind of mission or the one need of being able to facilitate connections in a way that Really, no one else can right now. A lot of a lot of the players out there are, you know, more of a search based tool or more of a, hey, I think I want to meet with somebody from. Yeah. yeah. Um, and so you go and you try and find that. But what's so exciting about Bumble is that it's this surprise and delight moment. You are on the platform and you could be I mean, I. I've been swiping around here just because there's so many cool people right now on campus that are close to us. And you can see all these really incredible profiles of people from Binance to people from other startups to people from NGOs. Honestly, even people who are just saying, I'm trying to start my own business. Can somebody help me? Um, And that's cool. That's exciting. What's the expectation then moving forward? Because we're in a time right now, obviously, with with some of the issues that are out there, especially when you're talking about things like uh, like the issues with women at work and, yeah. and gender pay, that it, it to a degree, it feels like you're filling a need that has really been been really been called out for mm-hmm. because of of what we've seen in a, in a lot of the culture the last few years. Yes, I couldn't agree with you more. I think what. I feel very fortunate about and I think what Bumble feels very fortunate about as an organization is that we are able to provide a tool to help women walk that talk. Right. There is so much like you're saying, not just in the U.S., mind you, globally, right, around, um, you know, what started as the Me Too movement, but has started to evolve into more than that, into, you know, being a a space for women to feel empowered, to stand up for what they believe in and then to go and do what they are standing up for. Um, And I think what's really exciting is that we are able to be a part of that narrative and to help women not just feel like all they have to do is all they can do is say, Mm -hmm. but now they can actually do something about it. And I think that's, what's exciting. Your CEO, Whitney Wolf heard, uh, I wanted to bring this up anyway, being a political force as well, recently testified before the Texas house of representatives uh, about trying to criminalize the sending of sexually explicit visual material which has been an issue, but obviously it's it's an important one in Texas and I'm sure in, in, in most states around the country right now. Yes, it definitely is. You know what's really, really terrifying is 
it's not only happening on like, you know, social networking platforms. It's happening in a way that, you know, you could be riding home on the subway and if your airdrop is on, somebody could airdrop yeah. you a unsolicited lewd photo. Yeah. Now, look. If, you know, to each their own, if you are in a happy relationship and you are excited about exchanging photos, great. Absolutely. You should be able to do that and you should be able to, you know, live life that way. But there are so many women, especially who are legitimately just going about their daily life, not you know, causing any sort of interruption to anyone else and then just receiving these photos on their phones or on their laptops. And it's. I mean, look, if if anybody were to be indecent in a public situation, they would physically they would be taken down to the the courthouse. Exactly. And so why would we not have the exact same regulations and rules for the digital space? It's it's unfortunately one of the traps of digital these days. And it's still, unfortunately, something that hasn't been totally addressed by a lot of the 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 different platforms agreed agreed and i think what's really exciting for us is we've just um we just announced and soon we'll be launching a um like tech ability technology ability to actually scan for lewd photos like this on our platform and so should you be in a chat for example with somebody and receive a photo that you didn't ask for in any way, shape or form. um, We will soon have the technological ability to essentially erase it or to blur it out and make it such that you are actually saying, yes, I want to see this before you do. Does that, is that driven by the person that's actually receiving the the video? Because as, as you alluded to before, there may be instances where they may be using the app and, they kind of do want that information. Right. That they want that video. Right. Look, it's all about consent at the end of the day. Yeah. Um and and it's honestly not even just about these photos or these videos, right? We take it even as far as if there is a message that somebody is sending sure. that yeah. is rude, that is not kind, that is yeah. not holding somebody accountable. We expect our users to report that and yeah. then all of our community managers will respond how how have you and the and the executives at bumble dealt with all of these issues around social media right now and, and obviously you have facebook and and instagram that that are focal points in this area because of some of the concerns but it as a group is it's it's a group effort yeah. to be able to really take hold of a lot of these issues and and to be able to to stomp them out. I agree. And I think that's why we are starting at the state level for things like um the you know criminalizing lewd unsolicited lewd photos for yeah. example, um because I think that's one way to get the right set of partners on board to help us really stamp that out. Um, I think one of some of the other things that we're doing is within our app, trying to think about what are the things that we know users and potential users could be facing um, as they are, you know, on their phones all the time, looking at any sort of thing from Instagram all the way to reading, you know, the New York times. Right. Um, So we recently released a feature called snooze where if you are just going on a digital detox, it is okay, but we don't want your connections to think that you've ghosted them. And so you can set a um, status that basically says, look, I'm just going on a digital detox. I'll be back in 
24 hours or I'll be back in seven days or, hey, I'm on vacation and I'm just not checking my phone, but I will be back. (laughs) Don't go anywhere. I haven't ghosted you. But it's a way to kind of start saying so many people are fatigued by all of the like digital and social engagement that they have at their fingertips. It's like, take a break. Let alone, (laughs) let alone the fact that our lives in general are are busier and being a dad of three kids with all the sports Ooh. that I have <laughs> and throw on top of this show and all that others, it, oh, you know, yeah. it, it does become an overwhelming issue at times. And I think it also goes to some of the physical and mental issues mm-hmm. that we see pop up in this country as well. Mm-hmm. Couldn't agree with you more. And I think that's why if we like come back full circle, I think so much of what I get really excited about as our future growth potentials are these fidgetal concepts of yeah. saying, hey, we know about the connections or you know about the connections that you're making yeah. potentially uh, in the BFF world and saying you want to meet somebody to work out with. Well, let's then take that into a gym setting or let's like help facilitate that in a local bar class or right. whatever the case may be, but to help with them the physical and the mental outside of so the then in, in terms of the growth that the the company has seen over the last few years then obviously starting with the the concept of the dating app yeah. how much have the other elements uh, of BFF and, mm-hmm. and biz joined in and obviously supported and benefited the entire company but to a degree are they carrying a little bit more of the weight of the company you know what's so interesting is that it actually varies market by market Um, and it's because we believe in a very global marketing message right? right and thinking about globally we want to connect people to others and we want to help we want to empower women to make the first move but in a very local way it's about thinking about what are the parts or what are the connections in life that more people are looking for in that market right and so i say that because we recently launched in india we launched in india in december of 2018 right and this was the first market that we were able to go into with the cohesive social network we went in as the social network by women for everyone because we were able to say we have date we have bff and we have uh biz for work um and what we're seeing in that short period of time so now we've been there for five months is incredible um success of the joint social network piece of it 60 percent of women on bumble in india are using more than one mode yeah which is i mean incredible right just to say that it's not just about date. It's right. about everything. Well, it's it's a little bit, uh, I think, similar to the mindset of Apple when you're talking about, okay, you may be coming in as an iPhone user, but hopefully we get you on iPad and, and all kinds of different areas as well. It's building that family. It's building that community. Exactly. It's building the digital community, and then it's also building that kind of in-person community of, oh, great, now I have a, you know, a mentor that I can go down and grab a coffee with and right. I can talk to about my career. So how how then does the build out continue? Because obviously you've got three pieces to it. Yeah. And I mentioned earlier, there's probably four, five, and six that are kind of you yeah. know, warming up in the bullpen to use the baseball yeah. fin- oh, uh, vernacular at this point. Definitely there are. I think what I'm most excited about us focusing on right now is really um, – You know, I like to say throwing gasoline on the fire, um, but throwing gasoline on the fire of growth, that is our BFF and our biz modes. I think that because we launched in 2014 with such 
um, strong success in date. I think in a lot of our established markets like the U.S., like the U.K. and Canada, I think there's just room for us to say, okay, but let's tell you more about BFF and let's tell you more about biz. And I think that's simply saying – you know, we've got all of these features that are going to help you think about filtering down to just the right type of, you know, best friend that you're looking for or just the right type of business connection that you're looking for. Right. But I think it's just a matter of saying BFF and biz are here for you. And remember, yeah. if you found success already from a dating side, we actually have the opportunity on the platform to hide date mode altogether. So one of the things that we've learned a lot is that, you know, especially individuals who are in committed and, you know, in marriages and happy relationships are kind of like – Yikes. They'd be scared to go to a, an app like that because they think it's it's the dating part. Precisely. Yeah. And a lot of their partners are, you know, kind of more worried as well because they say, well, why is why do yeah, you have Bumble on your phone? <laughs> yes. But, you know, yeah. I and I speak from experience because I'm happily married for two and a half years. But what you can do is hide date mode. And then yeah. your profile doesn't even show up in date mode. Like you can't even, you know, there's not even any accidental way, you know, God forbid, to end end up in the queue and now you're truly using it to just connect from a complete platonic way let me ask you from a general perspective what do you see is the future of the market of these dating apps in general because obviously they have they have drawn an incredible level of attention because people i think if if you are single divorced whatever it might be that many of them out there are just they don't want to do the bar scene anymore you know it's and so hard. they're right exactly and so so they've obviously had a lot of growth and a lot of strength over the last few years what's the projection i think so i can speak on behalf of bumble's projection yeah, yeah. i think that we have quite a bit of opportunity to really go to the rest of the world, right? Right now we are in 150 countries, but with, you know, marketing efforts in like 10-ish, right? Right. Where we've got feet on the ground. And I think that there's such an opportunity for us to then say, okay, well, how do we, you know, now that we have thought a little bit about India, how do we take the learnings there and how do we take it to similar markets that might have very similar, um, you know, uh, cultural trends or norms that, India had and could be very different from the U.S. or from some of our more Anglo-focused markets. And how do we bring Bumble to them? Um, I also think, and I think this is what sets Bumble apart a little bit, is I think we have an opportunity to be more of a lifestyle brand. I don't think that you know, where the buck stops with us is a platform um, on on your phone. I think because we are, our mission is to end misogyny globally, I think for us it's, okay, now how do we take that into magazine form? We just launched a a Bumble Mag um, this this year that is highlighting women who made the first move in all aspects of their life. Digitally? Digitally, and we have the physical print copy. All right. And so it's things like that of how do we bring that, how do we expand to more categories and more opportunities yeah. Yeah. where we can say, look, the, the North Star is is this, and we are facilitating connections through everything that we do. So is, is the approach then when you're talking about marketing to a new company, yeah. we're bringing all three of these elements to you right out of the gate, 
or we're bringing one or two of these elements yep. and we're going to bring the third one along in six months, 12 months, whatever it might be. Yeah, I think it's actually so important to spend, you know, a year or six months or whatever it is to understand what are the um what are the wrinkles that make yeah. that market's face unique, yeah. essentially? Yeah. And then say, okay, so this is what my go-to-market strategy should be. And that's why we spent a year studying India and we did focus groups and we had multiple people from the exec team go back and forth right. um, to be there, to hear from potential users. And that's when we learned, like, yeah, date's important, but actually the more important part of our platform is BFF and biz. And even more important to that is making sure that we're giving women that tool, like right. I was saying, to actually walk that talk. Because yeah. the women of India have been empowered for years. They've yeah. been talking about this. They've been you know, standing up for themselves. They've been shouting it from the rooftops. Now, where they were saying that they were facing a lot of challenges was then being able to do something about it. Sure. And we just wanted to say, great, well, then here, we're here for you. Let us help you. And I think it's about taking the time to do that kind of research and understanding and then saying, wonderful, this is how Bumble can fit into the narrative and into the story. And yeah. we just want to help. And you may very well learn of, of that next either four five or six. Exactly. From that, from that region that you may want to, to broach in other areas as well. Precisely. Yeah. Great meeting you. So good to meet you. Have too. fun on campus. Enjoy your time here. Thank you. Great meeting you. Thanks so Pr much. Pretty Joshi, who is a Wharton MBA grad 2014, also global director of strategy for Bumble. That will take care of our show for the day. We will be back with you on Monday at 10 a.m. Eastern time with another live edition of Knowledge at Wharton. Uh, many thanks uh, throughout this weekend for our two days of uh, Reunion radio specials uh, to a lot of people here on the Sirius XM side to help uh, put it together. Dion Simpkins, Danielle Bruno, Maddie Datz uh, doing a great job. Dana Cash, who produced the show yesterday. Patty Hall, Patty McMahon, Monique Nazareth, our entire crew. Uh, this is a, quite an undertaking. And to do it around the environment of college graduation, it, it, adds, it adds a few uh, bumps along the road. So thank you to one and all for getting uh, all, of these, uh, all of these shows put together and to all of our guests over the last two days as well. Everybody, enjoy the rest of your weekend, and we'll talk to you back here on Monday, 10 a.m. Eastern Time, here on Sirius XM 132 Business Radio, powered by the Wharton School. For more guest interviews, check out our Wharton Business Radio Highlights podcast on iTunes and Google Play.